Bigfoot Society would like to thank the following sponsors for helping make the podcast possible. The Singular Fortean Society has combined open and honest paranormal investigation and journalism since 2016. Visit the Society at Singular Fortean for all the latest weird news and more. Come with us and investigate the impossible. Lauren Smith is the hostess for Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio, which has been on air for over a decade and has completed over 300 shows. Lauren brings with her a unique viewpoint given that she is not only the daughter of one of the veteran female Bigfoot researchers in the South, but she has been conducting field research since she was a preteen some 20 years ago. Nightcaller's is a Bigfoot world favorite and along with interviewing researchers and witnesses often features interviews with guests from the documentary film and entertainment industry. Lauren also does a vidcast segment called Nightcallers, which features real encounters sent in by viewers. You can find all of this and more at nightcallersproductions.com. Welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Society Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremiah Byron, with another interview with an individual in the cryptozoology community. Every week I'm able to talk to someone and we've started doing a thing where we interview them live on YouTube. So you want to make sure you subscribe to the Bigfoot Society podcast and hit that bell icon in order to be notified when we go live on Friday nights at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. This week we have the pleasure of talking to Mr. Aaron Dees from Hey Strangeness podcast and it's a fun fun interview and because of the new YouTube format there's a lot of questions that I wouldn't have asked myself uh, and some that are really good and some that are both um, it's it's a fun time uh, you're going to really like this interview again if this is your first Bigfoot Society uh, episode go ahead and check out uh, some others in the backlog um, and uh Follow us at Bigfoot, at Bigfoot Society on Instagram to get plugged into the community. But uh, go ahead and sit back as we talk with Mr. Aaron Dees from the Hey Strangeness podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey, 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 everyone. This is Jeremiah from Bigfoot Society podcast. We're doing Bigfoot Society live uh, where I'm going to be bringing on a special guest to interview them. And then you can go ahead and put your questions in the chat. Uh, let me know if you can hear this real quick by if someone could put something in the chat, that would be super. Um, and then we will bring on our, uh, our guest in a few minutes. All right. Well, let's go ahead and bring in our guest here. And then I'll uh, let you know all about him. So here we go. Hello. Aaron, how's it how's it going, man? Thanks Fantastic. For on tonight. Hey, awesome, thank you. Thank awesome. you so much for having me. This is a hey, super, super it. exciting thing. You got it. I'm gonna share uh your your bio real quick and then we'll get in uh chatting and uh and kind of get your story. So sounds good. <clears throat> and this is straight from Aaron. So here we go. Aaron has had an interest in the unsolved for most of his life. Raised in central Florida and immersed in traditional Christian ideology, Aaron also has a background in martial arts and a passion for all things weird. Aaron and his wife, Sarah, hosts the podcast, Hey Strangeness, and live in Austin, Texas with too many cats. So too there's many. a lot to unpack uh, from <laughs> that bio, but good bio. Um, so just, I'm curious, uh, how many cats is too many cats? So it depends who you ask. 
Okay. Uh, right now we have six, and we're not going any more than six, which sounds terrible on paper. Like it sounds horrible and negligent. Um, but Sarah is a veterinary technician, so they get a lot of in-home care that you know they otherwise wouldn't. And they're all rescues, and they're all monsters. But sometimes it feels like too many. Yeah. Well, that's nice of you guys to to help out the uh, the feline population, especially with rescues. That's really good. Yeah. Thank you. They're they're all right. They're over there. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> so, um, I'm kind of curious, uh, martial arts, what kind of, what kind of martial arts were you? Yes. Um, when I got, gosh, how old was I? 11 or 12. Um, I started doing Okinawan Kempo and then we had some jujitsu guys that joined us later on. We had some guys that had studied in Japan. And I mean, like lived over there for 30 years and done things very oh, wow. traditionally and then brought it back to the States with them. Um, and so that was a lot of, you know, the, the, the physical stuff, the, the exercise and the actual martial arts, but there's also, you know, some metaphysical stuff to that too. And, um, mm -hmm. my teachers were pretty practical. They didn't get too deep into that, but there was a lot of emphasis on like energy and, and, you know, the vibes that you put off and, and how that, how your mental state plays into when you're doing something physical. So that kind of gave me like an early taste of the, I guess, metaphysical side of things, I suppose. Nice. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. Um, it, did anything, did you find, uh, well, maybe bes besides that, did anything else kind of trigger um, your love for the weird and, and things of that nature? Yeah. Um, so I was raised fairly in a fairly traditional religious environment and um, somewhat early on, I guess I was a younger teenager. I encountered some stuff that's pretty weird that, you know, there is a biblical context for, but that isn't talked okay. about a whole lot, um, mm. you know, spiritual stuff. And that kind of had me going, all right, well, what, what else is out there? Like what other things have we not figured out that are not written down or that not enough has been written down about? Um, and so that kind of helped me segue into being interested in the Mothman and different cryptids. And totally. uh, so it's always kind of been in the background for me. Yeah. That was probably what set it off though. I'm, I'm trying to imagine you as like uh, in your, your like church youth group. And like, all of a sudden you're like, wait, Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple moments like that. They were just like, yeah, it'd be wild. Okay. All right. That's fine. <laughs> and the cool thing is that you are in, uh, well, there. I would say in the U.S., there's a few areas of weirdness, right? Mm -hmm. um, well, let's say culturally known weirdness. And uh, Portland would be one. Yeah. Austin is kind of a little weird too, right? It's a strange place down here. Central Texas in general is pretty weird. Um, but Austin's catchphrase is keep Austin weird. I don't know if that's necessarily supposed to be because of the paranormal aspect, but there, there's a lot down here. I mean, you search Austin hauntings and just, you get all this stuff popping up on the map. Oh, um, really? We've got dogman sightings that are adjacent to Austin. We've got some that go a little closer to uh, San Antonio. And then we've got a lot of native American lore that goes really deep and really, really far back. So yeah, when you start digging central Texas is a really, really weird place. We've got UFO sightings. We had something wow. weird in San Antonio just a couple weeks ago. So, Oh really? yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh man. That's crazy. I, I was trying to, um, to think of like when, how far back I, I remember, I think you, you started coming, uh, in through, well, it was Instagram and then you got super involved with clubhouse, which is yes, awesome. Right. Yeah. 
and like you came out of nowhere and you were like super jazzed up dude i was like this guy rocks <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> well i was getting in these rooms and i'm like oh man these these are all the people i follow on instagram these are like people totally. whose work i really like and then there's this person i recognized and this person i recognized i'm like oh my god i'm i'm having conversations with these people this is so cool so yeah it was pretty pretty jazz i'm still pretty jazz <laughs> dude yeah it's a it's a trip like how we were all uh uh, Greg had the um, the room with uh, Lyle Blackburn and others last uh, last night. That was that, good. Was, that was a good room, dude. That was solid. If you're fantastic. listening to this and you don't know what Clubhouse is, you need to join Clubhouse and then Check join Cryptozoology Club, and Come you can talk to us. all your your cryptid cryptozoology heroes and and whatevs. You know, it's a good time. Yeah. Uh, but I involve. I uh, appreciate your your uh, enthusiasm. For sure. Thank uh, you. He's a good dude. The So let's start with, uh, first off, explain what Hey Strangeness is. How did that all come about? What's like the origin story of Hey Strangeness? Yeah. So it started back in March because I wanted a place to show off my weird book collection. Because yeah. um, I, I would put them on my personal account. And they would get a couple likes here and there. But that's not, you know, most of my most of my friends aren't reading uh Jack Parsons biographies. So, you know, right. that wasn't the best place to put it. Um, so then I created just like a second Instagram account just to do that. And then I started going through old photos and stuff. And I was like, well, wow, I've been to Roswell and I've been to the Hoover Dam and I've been to these haunted places in New Orleans. Like I actually got a lot of material that I could start doing some really light, you know, not too intensive blogging. Um, and then I think after like a month of that, Sarah, my wife and I were talking one day and she's like, well, why don't you start a podcast? And I was like, I'd love to do that, but I want a co-host. I don't want to do it by myself. I feel like I'll run out of things to say. And right. I guess she was in a really good mood that day because she's like, well, if you plan it and you produce it and you do whatever with it, then I'll be your co-host. So nice. I've held her to that ever since. <laughs> we're, we're, I guess it's been about six months. We've got three episodes out. Um, we don't really keep to an update schedule because I I know that if I try, I'll fail. So it just <laughs> we try to get a couple out a month. That's kind of the tentative goal. But um, yeah, yeah. You guys have a really, really good uh, chemistry back and forth, Thank which is you. great because, you know, that's good, right? Yeah, it's good <laughs> if we can get along. <laughs> that's really good. That 12, 12 years together, too. she's learned how to put up with me. So I'm glad that, yeah. I'm glad that translates. <laughs> uh, but she's really good. So give her, uh, give her kudos. For, for sure. For adding a lot to the show, definitely. She's watching um, in the next room, but I will pass that on also. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, let's see, let's see. So, oh, I got to ask you, what is, because I think this is going to be a hard one, maybe. What is your favorite cryptid? You know, I kind of half expected you to ask me that. So I, can I, I have know. three answers? <laughs> yep. I okay. guess if you can say which one is your favorite, but yeah, see, that's hard. Okay. So Mothman yeah. is my all timer. Like that's the, okay. that's the one that got me into this stuff. I've had a copy of the Mothman prophecies since, since the Richard Gere movie came out, which I know people have mm. different feelings on that movie. That's I'm not here to start that conversation, but that was when I bought the book. Um, okay. So that was my first like paranormal book. And that's what got me sat on this path. So Mothman's probably my all time favorite. I've become really fond of the Wendigo lately. That's some scary stuff. Um, that is some scary stuff. It is, yeah, it's nuts. And I'm really into Dogman right now. So current favorite is Dogman, werewolves, you know, bipedal canines. But all timer is the Mothman. So I guess I cheated. I cheated. It's okay. Mothman. <laughs> um, 
had to reason it out. Your Dogman episode is really good. Thank you. Um, Thank I would you. recommend everyone that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so let Tate says, uh, looks like you waited for me to start. Not hey, you <laughs> knew when this was starting, buddy. So we were almost late too. <laughs> <laughs> we were. There's a lot of behind the scenes tech stuff. Anyways, um, so uh, your your Dogman episode is legit. Thank and you. I'm waiting for the book to come out someday. <laughs> you keep saying that. You keep putting that idea in my head. It might just happen. <laughs> I hope it does. Um, uh, so you have done. You've gotten some. I mean, you started in March of this year, right? Yes, mm -hmm. You've started, and I don't know how you pulled it off, but man, you are starting to interview some really cool dudes. Could you tell me about who you who you've been uh, yeah. able to interview so far? It kind of it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I was contacted by uh, Cody Turk, who's uh, yeah. out of San Antonio, actually, and he works uh, with Paranormality Magazine, which is put out yes. by. I'm sure a lot of people listening are familiar. Um, you know the podcast mm -hmm. rankings and all that fun stuff. But uh, Jack Kirby puts out Paranormality, and they were looking for contributors. And I had just gotten. Uh -huh. Uh, I had just been fortunate enough to get an early look at uh, On the Trail of UFOs, Dark Sky by Small Town Monsters, which if you've talked to me for more than five minutes, that was one of the best days. Like I'm a big yep. Small Town Monsters fanatic. So I remember you were pumped um, about that. I'm still pumped about it. It was, <laughs> it was a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they reached out and they're like, hey, would you want to do um, a review of it for the magazine? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wrote that up and I sent it in and, and got a pretty good response. And then, um, about a week later, I guess, uh, Jack was like, Hey, do you want to interview Jody cook live on YouTube in a couple weeks? And I was like, nice. uh, yeah, Jody cook of the North American Dogman research project, which having taken yeah, this dude. deep dive into Dogman stuff lately was maybe synchronicitous. Maybe we're just a smallish community. I don't know, but I was super, super pumped about it. Um, dude. and fun coincidence coincidence i don't know we had already written the outline for our dogman episode and then jack reached out to me and was like hey do you want to talk to him so it oh, kind of lined weird. up okay yeah okay. kind of lined up at the perfect time um wow. and then just recently i got to interview uh david weatherly uh talked to him for about a half an hour a couple weeks ago um that was a tough article to write because man when you've seen and done and researched all the things that that guy has seen and done it's it's hard to like summarize it with brevity you know what i mean like there's so oh, much yeah. <laughs> so I, much um that's why i need to read that because it sounds like it was a super fun interview for it sure. was man i record i got his permission to record the audio just so i could reference it later and i was listening back through it and i'm like this guy is fascinating like just good stuff good stuff we have a uh question well we've got tate Hieronymus just just being crazy in the chat, which I'm not going to acknowledge. Um, <laughs> I do want Tate's autograph but, though, for what it's worth. <laughs> for, for sure. Um, but also I do want to, uh, Jonathan Dodd, a great cryptid artist, um, hey, dog. He says, tell me about the Texas dogman triangle. So I don't, I don't want to you to take, uh, how about this? Do a little, like a little snippet so that people will be like, I got to go watch that. Hey, strangeness episode. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you the elevator pitch. So okay, cool, cool. Um, North American Dogman research project has an encounters map and I'm on there browsing one day and I realized there are sightings adjacent to Johnsonville and Fredericksburg. Um, 
which are two cities that are kind of close together, kind of not. They're situated in the hill country. Um, friend of mine, very credible witness, uh, saw something that really just equates to a quote unquote traditional dogman sighting. And when you put that sighting on the map, it creates a triangle. Um, mm. So we started digging and we're like, seems like there's something going on here. And the uh, square mileage that those three encounters make up, it's not a perfect triangle. It's kind of a, you call that a rhombus. I don't know. Hey, uh, it, works. it works. Yeah. It's still yeah. technically a triangle. I mean, you can draw yeah. three points on a map and make a triangle anytime you there want. You so maybe it's a cop out on my part, but mm -hmm. um, it makes up an area of about 700 square miles, which is feasibly, you know, can make up the hunting grounds of a wolf, at least in the traditional sense that we understand them. wolves. Wolves have been extinct in Texas for a long time. Um, but it's also a very vast place. So we kind of just explore the possibility of what could be hiding out there in the hill country. And if you've never driven through Texas, I wouldn't say do it if you get the chance, cause it's going to take a long time and you're going to end up being really bored, but it's a very <laughs> big place. <laughs> nice. Lots of space. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the summary. Very cool. Thank you. And it's, it's a great episode. Go check out Hey Strangeness. Um, listen to them all of course, but the Dogman episode is my favorite. Thank you so. very much. Let us see here. Oh, okay. Um, you had a crazy adventure. <clears throat> I don't, you also go over this in one of your other episodes, but what was, what was cryptid bash like? Like that oh, must have man. been a I was crazy, hoping, crazy. I was hoping adventure. we get to talk about that. So uh, it was one of the uh, best days of my year. Absolutely a highlight of the year. Um, it was incredibly surreal seeing all these people in person that I've talked to online and whose work I'm a big fan of and whose podcasts I listen to. Like, I think Asher's and I were talking about this, uh, when we kind of first got there in the morning, but I'm like walking around hearing all these voices that I usually hear in my headphones, but they're right oh, in front of me. So, <laughs> it was really weird, but in a really, really good way. Um, right. And everybody was so nice and so welcoming and so kind. Like, you know, we're driving across the country to meet people that we've only talked to online for a couple months. And uh, Sarah and I were talking, we're like, what if this, what if this isn't good? Like, <laughs> but it yeah, was amazing. Like 30 yeah. hours, right? Was it 30? It was 20, it 24 hours to get to uh, oh, West Virginia. Man. And then we were that far north. We're like, we may as well go to DC and New York with a couple extra vacation days. So we did that. So it was 30 nice. hours to get home. Um, it was an adventure okay. for sure. It was an adventure. But uh, uh, the event was yeah. amazing. The Moth Boys put together an incredible oh, event in four months. Like mind blown. You'd think they'd spent a year and a half on it. Um, yeah, it was just really great. I could go on about that for a while. <laughs> Um, what, what, was there one person that was like, you were just like, I can't believe that you are actually like in front of me right now. Like, yeah. So I had yeah. that moment a little bit with just about everybody, okay. <laughs> but I met Seth Breedlove, which again, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Die hard small town monsters fan. And he is such a nice guy. Super cool. I got to meet Adrian, uh, Heather Mosier. If I start naming names, I'm going to leave somebody out. But um, yeah, meeting Seth was really cool. We had a nice little conversation. It was good. It's a good time. Very cool. Uh, I am. I'm psyched. I'm going to put the here's it's, it's going to go in the episode right now. So Van Meter Visitor is like three weeks away. The Van Meter Visitor Festival. Yeah. And I'm psyched because like. Uh, so many 
random people are going to be there, but uh, Cryptic Comfort is going to be there. So I'll meet Lisa um, and She's Creepy cool. Acres. That's that's out of nowhere, but that'll be fun. Yeah. And, uh, good, good, good stuff. Tate, I see your comments. I'm still not acknowledging them. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I have always been a fan of the uh, the books that you have in your Instagram feed. Oh, thanks. You must have bookcases. I mean, I can see behind you right now. You literally have books on top of your cases that are not even like in shelves. It's yeah, it's kind of a problem. I'll get there. This is the <laughs> stack of everything I've read so far this year on top of this shelf. And then below this is paranormal fiction. And then paranormal nonfiction's back there. Star Wars is after that. It's a lot. It's oh, a problem. Wow. One day I'll I get didn't another. I didn't know you were into Star Wars too. That's oh, yeah. a whole, because they got the thing right now where it's like, uh, the story kind of goes across books and comic books and like, yeah. I, there's a name for it, but it's like the high Republic. There you go. Yeah. You. These three are actually the first <laughs> in that series. And then there's a couple more out that I'm behind. I'm behind on my star Wars books, but wow. yeah, I like to think I read a lot, but I follow a couple bookstagrams where people are putting away three and four a week. And I'm like, nah, I just read a little bit. It's <laughs> crazy. So what are you reading right now then? Uh, so I just finished a Michael Rutger novel. Um, he writes paranormal fiction about a paranormal investigator. So that was pretty interesting. It's a novel okay. called The Possession. I can recommend that. Um, and that's actually, I, I made myself stop with just that one book. So I'm kind of between volumes right now. Yeah. Got a Linda Godfrey I haven't finished off yet. Uh, Ooh, which one? American Monsters or... Is that what it's called? Yeah, All American right. Monsters. Right. Mm -hmm. That'll probably be next. Before we uh, go too far away from the uh, Star Wars, uh, of course, I've got a question here from Greg. What's your fave Star Wars movie? All right. That's all a right. good question. All right. So all time Empire Strikes Back. Uh, mm. Stylistically, uh, in terms of like flow of events, the way it doesn't end on the happiest note. Um, it's my favorite one. It's my favorite one. I don't hate the new trilogy and I don't hate the prequels, but it'll always be Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Always. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I would have to say probably the Ewok Adventure. No, I'm just kidding. Well, it's a seminal. But the classic. Ewok Adventure is a solid movie. Like those are, it is. Those are very nostalgic for me because how I saw them, I, I guess. Uh, yeah. Also, Wilford Brimley. Um, but uh, no, I like Rogue One. It's, it's good. It is a, uh, Greg says it's a vital question. So it hopefully. Is. Hopefully your answer sufficed. Sufficed. Mm -hmm. uh, Tay also asks, has Aaron met Kathy Strain? That's I a random question. I have not. Well, I have not. Someday you shall have to. Hopefully when you start someday. going to Bigfoot conferences. I know. She's a good guest. I want to meet everybody. <laughs> um, but -do -do -do. Let's see here. Ah, oh, what is the most prized book on your bookshelf? Oh, that's a tough one too. Um, gosh, like if my apartment's on fire and my wife and my cats are safe and I can only take one with me, uh, mm. uh, what's going to be hardest to replace? I have a first edition hardcover of uh, Communion by Whitley Stryber. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. And that's just something you hang on to, you know, like most of these that I bought on Amazon, I could replace them. That'd be hard to find, so... I guess mm. that one. Yeah, I guess that one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Do you have a uh, a book that you've been trying to find forever and ever, and you haven't been able to track it down? Yes, The yeah. Vertical Plane, which is a crazy book about a guy who gets emails from the 1500s. And now I'm blanking on the author's name. I'm going to look it up real quick. But um, it sells for an average of like $500 to $800 between Amazon and eBay. You can't find it. Oh, heck it. yes. You can't find it. Yeah. Vertical Plane. Sorry, I should have had this written down. I had a feeling we were going to talk about books. <laughs> um, it's crazy because like you, so listeners might be, uh, like, Oh, really five to $700 on Amazon. No, I used to like, I used to thrift and stuff and sell stuff on Amazon. People will pay five to $700 for a book. It's they nuts. will, they will. Some of Jody yeah. Cook's books are one specifically, uh, I think it's just, um, now I'm blanking on the title, but it's about winged entities, um, sells for like $900 on, uh, Amazon. Yeah. And it's uh, The Vertical Plane by Ken Webster. Um, okay. It was published in the UK. It hasn't been in print since the 80s. Um, but it's about wow. a guy with a very, very old computer, pre-internet computer, who starts getting messages from the past. Ooh. So cool story. Maybe true, maybe not. Amazon has one copy for $500. <laughs> That's so my old grail. That, if you got that book, hit up Hey Strangeness and make his day. You know what I'm saying? Wink. You guys could do that. Just saying, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> manifest it. Um, also, Jonathan okay. says, uh, "Dude, yes, Ewoks for life. They need to bring the Ewoks back." I'm just saying. Always, always. No reason not to. They've got the resources. You have. You're all over the place when you're looking at different subjects, but I'm I'm curious. What do you wish more people were talking about right now in regards to cryptozoology? Right now, Dogman, absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, you say Sasquatch, you say Loch Ness Monster. You, in, in Texas, especially, you say Chupacabra. People know exactly what you're talking about. But if you say Werewolf, they're like, okay, walk me back here for a second. You know, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. What I'm talking about. And then you go on this long tirade about, or you, me, I go on this long tirade about how I'm not talking about transforming under a full moon. I got bit. Now I turn into a dog thing. You know, then you have to get into explaining what dog man is. I wish more people right. knew about dog man. <laughs> it's a pretty compelling phenomenon. Speaking of um, dogs and, and vampires, uh, Greg asks, what is your favorite Twilight book or movie? Hmm, probably the first one. Um, I've only read the first book and I've seen all the movies because I was, you know, working in a movie store when they were being released. So it's kind of inevitable. Um, but yeah, probably the first one. It builds the universe, sets the stage. The Twilight universe. Yeah. I also, my wife, there is a Twilight universe though. It's crazy. There is. It's a combined universe with its own lore, its own mythology, which is borrowed from mm -hmm. other things. But you can't really talk about vampires or werewolves without borrowing from something at this point. Sarah yeah, feels very true. strongly that they should be thought of as comedies um, as opposed to romantic action suspense thrillers. Ooh, so if you watch I'm it, her more already. Yeah. If you watch it, if you watch it as a comedy, it's different. <laughs> okay. You know, Mystery Science. Uh, theater 3000 absolutely 100 you know the riff tracks yes love those guys go to riff tracks and like you can watch demos and they their demos for the twilight movies are the funniest things i i have to watch the whole thing someday but it's the funniest so things you'll hear you'll see so good team mustache dad all the way dude such so a funny riff let's uh oh uh what are you excited about most in general right now just in, in life or in? Yeah, just in life. Oh, man. Um, 
Gosh, I didn't expect that. That's a cool question. Uh, It's almost time for cold weather here in Texas, and Mm. that would be really nice. It would be nice if it cooled off. We've had 101, 102-degree days for the last uh, several weeks. So in general, that. Yeah. Right now, this. Nice. This moment. What is cold weather weather in Texas, though? So normally we get maybe a little bit of ice, some 20-degree days, um, but then we got hit with that ice storm back in February, which if you were following the news at that time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The coldest it's been in Texas in like 80-some years. So most of the state lost uh, power and water. And I work in apartment management. I live on site. So I worked like 60-some-odd hours that week. Um, so that was what last winter was like. <laughs> this next wow. one, I'm hoping a little less. <laughs> but they are predicting That's snow wild. and ice again. So we'll see. We'll see. I want to shout out uh, someone who's in the chat right now. Uh, Ashers is here. Ashers. Hey, guys. hey, Ashers, you're the best. That's my For girl. Sure. For sure, dude. For sure. Um, oh, uh, this is this could go a lot of different ways, but what are the top books? Let's say someone's listening to this and I usually ask this about Bigfoot, but I will give you leeway if you need it. What are the top books that someone getting into? Uh, we could say Bigfoot. If you want to stretch it out, we could say cryptozoology. What are ones that you recommend are good, like gateway books? Yes. So, um, uh, I actually got two nonfiction and one fiction for getting into Bigfoot stuff. Like if you're trying to just kind of get a summary of what's out there in the lore, um, uh, de-evolution by Max Brooks is one that I'm always harping on. Um, it's a, it's fiction, but you can tell he did his research because all of the Sasquatch behaviors and the evidence that the protagonists find leading up to people see Sasquatch in the book. I don't think I'm spoiling too much. Um, the cover has a big footprint on it. So, you know, but I mean, uh, they get wrecked, right? Like that's kind of, it doesn't end well for most parties concerned, but that's right. kind of, that's kind of what you go in for. You know, you want to see yeah. Sasquatch wreck somebody's stuff. So, um, but it's very, very good. And you can tell uh, Mr. Brooks probably spent quite a bit of time reading stuff by Lyle Blackburn and Nick Redfern and watching monster quest and watching totally. small town monsters docs. Cause there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, so I would oh, yeah. definitely recommend that. Uh, 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 oh, see, that's a tough one. The Mothman prophecies. Y- you have to read that. <laughs> if you, if you haven't read any other paranormal fiction, it's, it's very, very important to, as far as getting us where we are today in terms of what we know or what we think we know, uh, widespread knowledge about some unsolved phenomena, you know, mm. say what you want about John Keel. I'm a big fan, obviously, but, um, he did a lot to bring attention to the unsolved and the Mothman prophecies is, oh, yeah truly an unnerving book. Like if you really read it and look at what this guy was going through, if it's in any way true, it's kind of scary. It's kind of some scary stuff. Um, so definitely the Mothman prophecies. And then dang, that's not really cryptozoology. When to go lore by Chad Lewis and Kevin Lee Nelson. Um, that's, that's a the deep one. cut, dude. That's a deep cut. That wow. one gets me. It's actually right right here on my shelf. But I read that early in the year, um, actually during the freeze here in Texas. So it was kind of surreal because, you know, oh, the Wendigo yeah. has a heavy association with cold and winter and ice. Um, but it's okay. it's very interesting. You learn a lot about Native American lore, a lot about um, that period of history when this, this legend kind of got started. Very interesting. Very good read. So, yeah. 
those are probably my three right now. Nice. I like those because those are uh, those are ones uh, we. I don't know if we've ever heard uh, all of those. That that's good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks, man. Um, going back into the Mothman a little bit, what was going through your mind when you first took in the Mothman statue with your very own eyes? Kind of walk me through what's going through Aaron's mind. There. So it, it was such a cathartic, beautiful moment. And it's two o'clock mm. in the morning, you know, oh, just, yeah. it took us, I don't know how many hours, but we had just driven from New York. So it was two in the morning. Um, nobody's on the streets except one guy riding a bicycle, smoking a cigarette, but he wasn't interested <laughs> in us. We weren't interested in him. It was fine. Um, and I'm walking up to this thing, you know, and there's nobody around and it's lit up at night. Like they have it lit up like an American flag. It's very bright in the little uh, oh, yeah. courtyard space there. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, I'm here. I'm actually here. It's been crazy. 20 odd years that I wanted to come here and I'm standing here. And like people say that Point Pleasant has an energy and a feeling to it, you know, and maybe I was sleep deprived and I've been driving for too long. And I had obviously right. really hyped this moment up in my head, but I, there's a, there's a feeling to that place, man. It definitely has a, a spirit of its own, so to speak. I love it. Is it I taller it, than yeah. you expected or like, I don't even yeah. know how tall it is. Yeah, I mean, because it's on a pedestal, so I think uh, okay, okay. Yeah. someone in the audience probably knows exactly how tall the statue is. But um, he's five something, I would guess, maybe six. Wait, you know, Jamie, look that up. I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> have a Jamie. That's a Joe Rogan reference. <laughs> Somebody knows. <laughs> Somebody knows. Someone will look up how tall the Mothman statue is and put it in the comments. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll find Someday out. Someday I will see the Mothman statue with mine own eyes as well. Highly um, recommend have a few people uh darth says i'm reading that right now so he is pumped about your recommendation that's awesome and jonathan yes. says that book is deaf well researched mac max brook did the work Agreed, uh, there's jonathan. actually a really fun interview uh with him and uh wes from sasquatch chronicles and um yeah max did get really deep in um Max, you're welcome to come on the show anytime. I know you're watching this right now. But, uh, He's definitely watching. He heard his name. Have your people call my peoples. <laughs> um, there's also a conversation about meatballs going on in the chat. That's fun, too. Uh, cool. Let's yeah, continue. Oh, so primarily uh, it's a cryptozoology uh, podcast, but it's got Bigfoot in the name. So what are your what is your view on what is Bigfoot? How are you explaining that to someone? So maybe I'm a coward, but I, I, I like to always leave everything on the table. Um, most likely, <sighs> most likely, I think Bigfoot is an indigenous species that we've yet to fully classify, um, mm -hmm. either because it's smarter than we're giving it credit for. And that's why we can't track down a specimen. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I could I could get into arguing the logic behind an indigenous species, flesh and blood creature. But, you know most of those arguments have been made. Um, but that's kind of where I tend to land. I enjoy very much the interdimensional spectral theory. I know that's a little harder to stomach for some people, but we have a lot of anecdotes about Sasquatch allegedly appearing and disappearing out of portals. So can't write it off. Really can't write it off. I heard a fun theory. I don't know where I heard it. I would credit the person that said it or posted about it. It may have even been a meme, but uh, what if Sasquatch are the ghosts of like human ancestors? So who said that? Someone said oh, that. Oh, I've recently. heard that too. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't remember where it's from, but I've heard that too. I'm going to be kicking myself. It's an I'm interesting remember. thought for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I like yeah. I said, I don't like to take anything off the table, but I probably lean more towards the flesh and blood theory just because we yeah. do, have, do have evidence for that. So my, me, uh, my, myself as well uh, would be closer to that. But cool thing is I uh, talk to all people, all sorts of people on this podcast. Um, Asher's has a question for you. Uh, Aaron, what is something that you're looking forward into diving into that you don't know too much about? Ooh, that's, that's a, a really fun good one. Question. That's a really fun one. Um, time travel. Actually, we mentioned it a mm. second ago. Um, mm. There's some chatter about time travel right now. Nick Redfern's got a book coming out, and okay. I really enjoy his stuff. So that's kind of our next, not our next topic that we're going to be researching, but I do have that in my footnotes. Um, and I've seen, you know, Discovery Channel documentaries and Nat Geo and stuff like that. But I'm really excited to get into the more uh, less mainstream science side of time travel. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. How much there is, I don't know. I'm about to find out. So <laughs> You never know with with CERN causing alternate realities and Back to the Future Part 10. Who knows? Yeah, CERN is a whole rabbit that's hole. A diff- that's some, a different podcast. That's some fun stuff. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> I don't even know. I gotta start. I gotta stop watching TikTok too much. <laughs> There's um, so much up there. What? I'm okay. I'm curious. What's your favorite color? This is These from are Greg. Great questions, guys. Man, this is awesome. We are going all over the place. I love this. Um, yeah, dark blue. I guess most things yeah. I own are blue. We painted this oh. wall green, but that's just because it was we wanted something green. Yeah, blue, blue all the way. Perfect. Let's say we've got a listener right now where they are just getting into cryptids. Uh, they don't know too much about it. Maybe they just like, you know, they have a, a cryptid Bigfoot toy or something like very, very basic, right? Which is cool. But what is, the, what would you say? Somewhere. What's the best way to find out more about cryptids? What do you recommend them to do? Um, well, first decide, decide what you want to find out more about. Because if you just strike out and search cryptid documentaries, you're going to find so much or cryptid books. You're going to find so much. Um, it's like trying to get into Star Trek for the first time. It's like, where do I start? So totally you know, do I want to know more about Bigfoot? Do I want to know more about the Loch Ness Monster? Do I want to find out about something I'd never heard of? Like for me, the Van Meter Visitor, I'd honestly never heard of until you started talking about it. So props to you for that one. But find out what you want to learn about first. And then do you like documentaries? We'll we'll find a documentary. Do you like books? Mm -hmm. Find a book. Um, Do you like podcasts? Find a podcast. I enjoy all three, kind of depending on the mood I'm in that day. But not everybody likes podcasts. I get that. Not everybody has the time to sit down and read necessarily. I get that. But between all the resources that are out there, all the resources that are available online, if you know, first of all, what it is you'd like to know more about, there is something out there that you will enjoy processing and uh, engaging with that will teach you more about that subject, especially now because enthusiasm is so high in the community. There's so many people putting out podcasts, books, yeah, documentaries and doing such a good job of it. Um, So there's, there's so much out there. You just got to know what you want to start with, I guess. I hope that answers the question. No, that's a, that's a good answer. I think a lot of it is definitely know what your learning style is. Know what attracts you, what, um, like I'm a podcast guy, I'm a reader, stuff like that. That's super smart. Know who you are first. And we, you're right. We do live in such an awesome um, time period where mm-hmm. one, everyone played Fallout uh, 76, right? Yeah. With the West Virginia encrypted. And I think that like totally was like, 
cryptid everyone go and then everyone got bored during the pandemic which listeners in the future is still going on but anyways it is um <laughs> so uh they got bored and a lot of cryptid people made podcasts i think everyone made podcasts anyways but like imagine if there had been not a, po- a pandemic and like how many podcasts would not exist but anyways yeah no that's a really good question that was kind of what got me into the podcast aspect of it, it was like i had all this time now i'm working from home mm-hmm. i need something to engage my brain and i was already really into like small town monsters at that point um but i started getting into different podcasts and that's yeah yeah it's a big avenue uh jonathan dodd says i think that was the new kirks uh you were referring to uh with the uh the bigfoot theory there the, i think oh, you might, human be, ancestor think you might be right um sounds familiar yeah we'll have to have jamie ch- uh, fact check that um <laughs> Get on also it, hey uh strangeology our buddy uh strangeology says hey y'all hey buddy thanks for stopping by um good to see you man good to see you dude uh, we got a few more questions. We're going to keep chugging. If you got, uh, there's all sorts of questions going in the comments, but if you got any questions at all about uh, cryptozoology or anything for Aaron, um, definitely put those in the uh, the chat. Um, I'm going to bring up a random one. Why not? Yeah. Aaron, I hope you're ready for anything. I'm ready. Hit me. What's your favorite type of cheese, buddy? Ooh, sharp cheddar. Sharp yeah. cheddar all the way. Pepper Jack is mine. Mm, that's you can't go wrong with pepper jack too though yeah for sure that's a good for one. sure hey uh jonathan dodd says uh mozzarella is his but um very oh, versatile here's one yeah. of mine so it's going to be more about cryptids um <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the next cryptid to take the community by storm is and i'll kind of give a uh, so last year i feel like it was the snallygaster and i totally called it and i it's because Sarah rocked it with yeah. her future museum, which like is going to be it up, incredible. It up. Incredible. And the Snallygaster is everywhere now. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's one that's going to, that's going to sneak on in and man, that's think? a really good question. Really good question. Um, I am surprised and I'm, I'm, I'm maybe I'm sucking up a little here, but I'm surprised more people don't talk about the Van Meter visitor because it is such a weird story. Oh, no. Um, you had so many witnesses and you have such a specific description of such an odd thing, kind of like with the Flatwoods monster, which I think has also taken off a little more recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would probably say, or Dogman, or Dogman, because I think if as many people that believe Sasquatch yeah. is real, believe that werewolves could be real. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, I don't know that, what the numbers are, but the land between the lake stuff is uh, that's a whole like. Land between the lakes, dogman stuff is a whole different like sub niche within cryptozoology. You know what I'm saying? Like that Kentucky yeah. like dogman attack stuff. Like there's all sorts of crazy. Like you can go through rab- rabbit holes through rabbit holes. Uh, yeah. Tate has a really good question here. Uh, bravo, Mister Tate. Uh, favorite old Bigfoot report? Oh or, man, I guess you could say report story. Yeah, encounter, anything like that. Um, so I have a favorite piece of evidence and I have a favorite story. Can I do both? I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So my favorite encounter is, uh, Battle of Eight Canyon, Mount St. Helens, you know, the, the miners and the cabin and the rock throw that one's so fascinating. And maybe it's because Mount St. Helens erupted and now we can never properly investigate it. Um, but that one I find really interesting. And then, uh, maybe I'm falling back on an easy one, but the Patterson Gimlin film, like, 
I still think that's one of the most, if not the most compelling piece of evidence we have to date, because we still can't fully debunk it. So that's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to go. I love the Patterson Gimlin film. I also like the, uh, the nest site evidence that is coming out more and more from mm. the Olympic project. Uh, all right. Those we got some questions rolling yeah. in now. Here we go. So Jonathan uh, Dodd says, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen or experienced? This is actually one of my questions uh, that I have on my list. So nice work, Jonathan. Very neat. Um, So I dated a girl once who told me she was related to Vlad Dracula. Um, So that was kind of weird. But I did learn a lot about Vlad Dracula. So anyway, um, when I was like maybe 13, 14, I lived in Florida and there's a lot of woods, a lot of swamp in the part of the state that I grew up in. Um, and my friend and I found what, I don't know, was the remnants of a house at one time. The ground had been yeah, burnt. Um, okay. There was a lot of really old stuff kind of mixed in with the pine needles and things. Um, and there was a cat's skull sitting on a tree stump right in the middle of this side of burned out. And that was actually the event that kind of kicked off my my uh, encounters with the less friendly side of the spiritual realm, I guess like things got a little weird and a little dark after that for a couple of months. Um, and that again was the experience that kind of set me off on this whole track. So, wow, that's probably it. Yeah. Some crazy stuff, dude. Yeah. Like you gotta be careful when you go out in the wood, like growing up in Western mass as a young kid, it's like, you just get a weird feeling. You look around and you're like, uh Oh, time to go. And I don't know why, yeah. but it's time to skedaddle. It was very um, much a place yeah. where you did not feel you were supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Tate said that great question, uh, by the way, Jonathan Tate says, if you could go looking for Bigfoot with any researcher past or present, who would it be? I feel like this is a trick question. Should I just say Tate? You probably should. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but that's hilarious. It Man, really should be Tate Hieronymus. All <laughs> there's so many good people in the field. That's really tough. But um, yeah, ooh, it'd be cool to go camping with Bob Gimlin. Just hear him. That would be legit. Talk, you know. Yeah. So yeah, again, maybe an easy answer, but good answer. Good answer. Uh, Asher says, if you could discover one thing, what would you choose to discover? Ooh. It's like she has her own podcast. Dude, I know right. she's it's such like a good, so good. She's so good at these questions. <laughs> yeah. She was nice enough to have me on her show with her and Pat a couple weeks ago. And, um, she just always, just that, has, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun too. Um, on Wednesdays we talk weird, right? Yes. On Wednesdays we talk Perfect. weird and also people who make stuff that's, that's coming out now. It's good stuff. Um, such a good question though. If I could choose one thing, Ooh, I would like to know if John Keel was right about his universal theory of the super spectrum, that all paranormal phenomena are connected somehow. Um, I would really like to know if that is accurate or not, because that's one of my favorite theories and it ties together ghosts and aliens and cryptids and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, If he was right. I I really like some of his writing, some of it. I'm like, I don't know, dude, you kind of lost me, but if I could discover one thing before I leave this planet, that would probably be it. That's the one. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, there's so many things. If you could be like, I just need to know this whole list about what John Keel, that would be great. Yeah. 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 And that was what was so uh, cool. One of the things that was cool about talking to David Weatherly a couple of weeks ago is he knew John Keel. They talked a lot. 
you know, back really? in the day. So yeah, having that connection oh, wow. is pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's crazy, dude. That's it's yeah, I guess, I guess that that is possible. Very cool. Uh, we were talking about them earlier. Someone's ears were burning. Paranormality magazine says, hey, awesome. thanks hey. man. Thank you. No, you. You are awesome. Paranormality magazine. And I Putting can't wait stuff. to see that awards show. That's, that's actually a really cool idea. So good job with that guys. Um, Asher says, Hey, Aaron is definitely really one of my favorite humans. Oh, thanks, Asher. Uh, that does my heart good. You're the best. Thank you. Tate says, hey, what historical Bigfoot site would you want to visit? I'm Bigfoot obsessed. Ooh. Obsessed. Don't be sorry for that, Wink. Uh, no, these are good questions. Um, probably the location of the Skunk Ape sightings because I'm from Florida. just seems like Ooh, I should real. go there, you know, at some point. Oh, here's this is a fun one because this answer it answer it wisely because you never know oh, paranormality says who is the one person you wish you could interview oh, oh man this is Manifest. tough one person <laughs> <laughs> oh that's like this is like the favorite book question all over again but the stakes yeah. are a lot higher uh mm, i would really like to have a conversation or two with nick redfern um He's not as present online as some of the other guys yeah. that I really enjoy. Like I love Lyle Blackburn's work. I love Linda Godfrey. I love obviously uh, small town monsters and all those guys. I do love Tate Hieronymus as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> Nick, he does. He's not around as much on the, the circles I'm in anyway. So I would love to sit down and pick his brain. Yeah, man. If someone could like, you know, pull some strings i don't know i'm just saying but who knows somebody out there sounds, listening sounds may, like someone's uh, ready for it to happen yeah. but, uh, wink all right oh um this is uh this is one i thought of today um when it comes to cryptozoology is there something that you enjoy uh watching or reading that other people would be kind of like oh that's that's cheese ball do you have like a guilty pleasure when it comes to like the weird stuff Hmm. I really like the really old, really bad documentaries, like okay. the really Ooh. low budget ones and Explain nothing. Explain what you mean. So nothing in particular comes to mind, but if you go digging in the, the annals of, you know, Amazon yeah. primes streaming oh, yeah. videos, there's some pretty low budget stuff on there where you're just like, I don't know, but I enjoy that. Cause we talked about mystery science theater a little while True. ago. I'm obsessed True. with the Godzilla movies. I like that, that kind of okay. cheese factor to it. So um, and again, nothing, no particular film is coming to mind, but, um, that's kind of a guilty pleasure, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's, um, the Alaskan monster show. Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and like the one leader guy looks like the bad dude from Dr. Quinn medicine woman. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I mean when I say like, you know, cheese ball stuff. But okay. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, it's, it's a legit show. All right. Yeah. It's good um, stuff. Good stuff on there. Mm, oh, um, do you have any, and we may have, we may have gone over this already, but advice to the person just getting into the weird in general. Yeah. Um, oh, research advice. Yes. So, yeah. um, 
I ask everybody I interview this, and I asked uh, David Weatherly this question: What advice okay. would you give to new enthusiasts? And totally. and I I was excited because his answer matched what mine would be: like read, <laughs> read yeah. everything you can on the subject that you're interested in. Um, and if you're not big on again sitting down and looking at books, Audible is a great resource. Um, mm. I'm sure there are other you know streaming services out there, um, but just read as much material as you can because documentaries are awesome. Some of my favorite content creators make documentaries, but yep. you only have that window of time where you have the viewer's attention, where you can get your message across. So books don't have that same constraint, I think, because you can keep adding more pages. And like, mm. great example, The Beast of Bray Road, um, awesome book by Linda S. Godfrey, also a really awesome documentary about it by Small Town Monsters, but it wasn't until I had seen both that film and read the book that I was like, wow, now I'm truly hooked by this case because I've taken in resources for more than one spot. So um, I might be rambling a little bit, but definitely read what you can, where you can, if you have the attention span for it. And if not, look into podcasts. You know, podcasts yeah. can be a not a substitute for books, I don't think, but it can be a nice introduction. Do With any resources, of course, do your research into the person who's creating the resource to make sure they are reputable, right? Um, yeah. Oh, have you ever looked into like um, old newspaper archives and stuff? I have not done that yet. And that's, that's, I have not done that yet. <laughs> no. I need to do that myself because like I, I interview Mark Marcel and like I get so inspired to like go all Indiana Jones into a local library and find like the monster story that has been um, forgotten for 200 years and discover the next, you know, regional cryptid. But yeah, I, I got to go do it. You know? Um, yeah. Uh, here's, here's a good, so advice, not everything on the internet is valid. That's Absolutely. a really good point because like, there's some sites out there you go looking for like, what are all the cryptids in, in Iowa? And it's like, oh, there's this one where it's only mentioned one place and there's no source for it. And it's like, well, maybe I don't want to actually like put my credibility on the line about yeah. that. Like you got, it's really hard. This could be a Reddit thing that someone just right. came up with. Yeah. yeah. You need a source. Exactly. Um, and it's like, it's crazy how the stuff, the content we put out uh, right now, um, for example, I was talking to, um, oh boy, I've forgotten a name and this is live. Hooray. Um, <laughs> but pretty much the idea is he was doing a story about a puck wudgie, had a detail, a TV show ran with the detail, and then that has become ingrained into the lore of the cryptids. So you got to oh, wow. be careful. Yeah, it's crazy. Or like, you know, uh, I believe I was talking. Um, well, we'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> oh, this is more fun. Uh, Asher says, what do you think about mermaids? That's a valid question. For sure. 100% open to the concept of their existence. Because um, okay. kind of like with dogmen, there's a lot that goes back in, in human mythology and history and stuff like that, where you can say, well, hey, this is something we've been talking about for a long time. Um, I also just finished a book about mermaids, which is fictional, but maybe I'm kind of in that in that oh, realm yeah. of wanting to believe it. Yeah, it's uh, Merfolk by Jeremy Bates. Pretty cool. I would check it out. Um, okay. But yeah, 100% open to the possibility. Yeah. Wow. Mm, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, let's see. I love, I like how the logo looks like Aaron had a big foot. <laughs> it, it does look really like. Does. 
like that. There, it's there. almost perfect, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, the Bigfoot logo designed by Greg from All Dot The Dot Weird. Greg, him out for being amazing for that. Um, let's, uh, man, it has been super fun. Uh, having you on, I want to give kind of like a five minute warning for any other questions that want to be put in the chat, but I do have one that just came to mind. What is, uh, it's almost like you guys, I have a feeling you could be like crazy adventurers. Um, what's the next thing on the list to go adventure to cryptid weird wise? Is there anything that you want to go after? Yeah. So probably Marfa, the Marfa lights, um, not so much a crypto. Oh, really? It's an interesting one. Um, Marfa is a small little town in, in the desert in Texas, which is basically an art installation. Um, but there is a recurring phenomena of red lights, uh, being seen hovering over the highway. And they've done different studies to try and debunk them and figure out what they are. And so far we haven't conclusively figured it out. So some people think they're ghosts. Some people think there's a portal. Some people are are putting it in the UFO basket. Um, Mm. I'm open to all that stuff, but I want to go camping in Marfa for a couple nights and camp out by that road and see if we can get them on film. That's what I'd like to do next. It's only about eight hours from here. Yeah. Are you going to uh, Crypticon? I can't remember. Hopefully that's on the list. We're trying. Um, right there in the holiday season. So we got to see what else is going on, but I think so. I think we can swing it. Yeah. All right. Very much hoping to, I don't want to miss it. Cool. Cool, man. Um, any other things that you want to in, you know, just a reminder YouTube, but also this will be going out in podcast form as well. Right. So anyone, um, any other things that you wanted to make sure, uh, got out there that, that we didn't talk about or, um, How can people follow you? Things like that. Yeah. So um, you can find Sarah and I on Instagram under Hey underscore strangeness. Um, It was going to be something else, but they were already, those names were already taken. Um, And then I've got a link tree on there that takes you to our discord server, uh, uh, our YouTube page, you know, the Apple and Spotify links to our show. Those that's really the main thing. Instagram is what we update almost daily though. Um, It's either, books some weird graphic we made in canva or you know <laughs> every once in a while some actual you're good at the canva stuff though i'll give you that like oh, you thank you some good graphics thank yeah. you thank you um let's let's end with why not a take question here we go that'd be awesome would aaron want to would aaron want to meet up to squatch in florida sometime yes yes 100 percent once hurricane season's over, we're going to put that on the, <laughs> that's true. That on the cow. I'd be so down for that, <laughs> but let's be yes. honest. Hurricane season is everywhere this year. So yeah. And it's also never yeah. completely over. I don't think so. Yikes. Yeah. Man. Except for Iowa, come out to Iowa. We don't have hurricanes. Yay. Don't you have tornadoes? Well, shh. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> yeah, no, no. What are tornadoes? Um, Man, Aaron, thanks so much for coming on. Thank it you, Jeremiah. Super fun chatting with you. And thanks for everyone that's been hanging out in the comments with us. Thank you, guys. Tate, Jonathan, Ashers, Greg, uh, and more. You guys are all the best. The um, best. Oh, uh, housekeeping. Uh, if you are not subscribed to this channel yet, please hit subscribe and hit the bell icon so you don't miss anything. I'm trying to hit a thousand subscribers so I can live stream using YouTube from Van Meter Visitor 
So we're at 505. We can get to a thousand. We can do I this. Know we can do it's it. Very achievable. Uh, follow Bigfoot Society on at Bigfoot Society for Instagram and uh, BigfootSocietyPodcast.com. But thanks again for hanging out on your Friday night all. And uh, next week, uh, we'll see you at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on the YouTube channel. I'll be talking to Heather Mosier from Small Town Monsters. It should be an amazing time. So That's going to be great. See you there with your questions. All right. Thanks again, Aaron. Thank you, Jeremiah. Thank you so much. You too. Thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us. Uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and uh, your preferred podcast platform. And um, if you have any stories, you can give us an email at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And again, check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists at bigfootsocietypodcast.com you can always go to instagram at bigfoot society and we have a tiktok now it gets pretty crazy there bigfoot bigfoot dot society at bigfoot dot society hey cool kids uh this is your reminder that we are now three weeks 21 days out from the van meter visitor festival gonna happen 925 uh, as of right now it is still on it's gonna be a great time I've heard from people that are coming from hours and hours away uh, hope to see you there if you're coming please if you're a listener swing by the booth introduce yourself to me there's gonna be it's gonna be a good time tons of people to meet uh, tons of speakers and I really want to meet you as a listener and um, yeah so uh, 925 Van Meter Visitor, I will see you there. Thanks again for taking your time listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. We'll see you next week. Uh, next Saturday will be a new episode. And also, if you want to take part in the live taping of the episode and put your questions in there for the guest, just remember, subscribe to the Bigfoot Society YouTube channel and hit the bell so you don't miss out on any of those episodes. Thanks again, all, and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.